Roger Williams University is hosting a crisis management seminar on May 3rd at their Providence campus. Crises, whether a natural disaster, cyber attack, or financial instability, can have severe repercussions if not handled properly. This is where crisis management plays a pivotal role. Join Roger Williams' MBA students and expert speakers to learn how to prepare for the unexpected. The program is totally free and open to the public. You can register online at rwu.edu slash events slash crisis management symposium. This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. All right, good evening, everybody. Just a couple of minutes ago, the first gubernatorial debate of the 2022 general election cycle just wrapped up over on Channel 12, WPRI. And uh, hey, look, you know, I don't even really know where to start. And I say that not just from the standpoint of the expression or some kind of like, you know, shock value or anything like that. Like, I genuinely don't know where to start on this because what I saw over the last well, over the 60-minute period between 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock p.m. tonight was a surprising missed opportunity, I think, from both campaigns. And I'll explain what that opportunity is, at least in my judgment, in a moment. But what I look to as we now approach this forum that will take place that the Public's Radio and uh, Providence Journal, along with the Rick student newspaper is hosting on Thursday night in which it won't just be Kalis and McKee. They've also got the three independent candidates, Zach Hurwitz. He's the URI kid. Um, Eliza Gizzarelli. He's the libertarian. And then Paul Rihanna. He's the freedom fighter, anti-mask uh, character that uh, each of them are polling one, two percent, something like that. But they'll be there on Thursday and that's going to change things in a way that's going to, you know, it's going to make it obviously a very different scenario but in the channel 10 debate that'll take place very close to election day and the other debate that you know i don't have any specific details on but i can tell you we're expecting to be able to confirm quite soon this is a chance to connect to each and every person with authenticity When you look at the most recent polling data, surprisingly, some of the wedge issues, especially abortion, are not polling as the top issues in this state right now. The top issues, and and look, that's not to dismiss the abortion stuff in any way, shape, or form. It is massively concerning, and it is something that we have, without question, got to keep our eye on the prize on. But there is a real concern about the stabilization of the day-to-day economic and general well-being of this country. And I didn't hear either one of the candidates tonight in a convincing and, like I said, authentic manner reach out to me and suggest, hey, look, I've got your back. It became a slugfest very quickly between two two people running for governor that got into a point at or at one point got got so diverged from any specific issue that it, it started to get into you know um, college 101 102 economic theories and you know 
half-truths and, and falsehoods, whatever the case may be, and you never felt the, hey, I've got your back moment from either one of these candidates. And that is exactly what people are looking for right now. Not that they're going to independently or exclusively rely on government to secure their future. That's not what I'm saying either. But who is going to be the person that's going to stabilize what we can stabilize here? Number one would be housing. I understand that the governor has a more realistic uh, and, and I think to a certain extent already very effective plan that has been uh, rolled out. But it only feels like it's, it's helping the most vulnerable, at least in theory. And Ashley Kalis's plan is, is so ambitious that I don't know how it could possibly be executed. Got to build, you know, 10,000 homes in a year. But for the average voter right now, and I hear this from you guys, whether it's here on the podcast, when you email me, bill at ripodcast.com, whether it's just out on the street, honestly, that's like the place where most of these conversations happen, whether it's in Providence or Newport, out in South County, Block Island, wherever the case may be, when we, when we meet, when we talk, when we just bump into each other, or you come up to me and we, we have these conversations, or on the talk radio, on WPRO, whether I'm hosting or producing Dan York, there is an element of real concern right now about what is going to happen in 5, 10, 15, 20 years as we move further and further into a point where oligarchy is starting to play itself out. And I'm talking about with short-term rentals. I'm talking about with other aspects of our runaway capitalism. In other words, the, the elements of our system that have been able to find enough loopholes you know, I'm not, I'm not saying Enron, but Enron-esque type of maneuverings that have enriched enormously certain aspects of, of our humans in Rhode Island and left many of us behind. It's more than just an issue right now of food prices, gas prices, you know, so on and so forth. It's, it's just a calming voice a calming voice this is a serious moment right now folks that requires that kind of insight requires specific understanding and command of policies and government and how the administrative operations of each and every aspect of the executive branch and quite frankly the legislative and judicial branch function but more so, it's just that calming voice. It doesn't feel on the surface like right now is a moment of pandemonium or panic. But it is in many ways just under the surface. That's how Alan Fung, and I'm not saying Alan Fung stands out as, stands out as a calming voice in the congressional race, but people are buying into anything right now that scratches the surface of the notion of just calming things down in terms of the splicing of the haves and the have-nots. And you can talk education, you can talk housing, 
you can talk any number of issues and find ways to weave those themes and do so in an authentic manner. But the authenticity of a calming voice who's going to be the leader that can guide us through this period as best as they can, understanding the limited powers, number one, of the governorship here in Rhode Island and specifically, but in general, just as a public figure that can guide us through this period. And a listener, a listener that understands that, hey, people of a wide variety of incomes and backgrounds are nervous about what is happening for a lot of different reasons, but we're all looking for that stabilization. You know, I hear from some of you guys out there and it's, you know, you're worried about your retirement. And look, the governor of Rhode Island is not going to have a whole lot to do with controlling the stock market or your portfolio. I hear from you guys and you tell me, look, I can't find a place to live. I need a room in Providence. Do you know somewhere I can live? I can't afford anything that's advertised. It's completely out of control. The governor can do a little bit about that. That's for sure. But I think there's buy-in missing right now. You know, I think there's buy-in missing. The buzz around this election cycle isn't what I thought it was going to be. I didn't expect there to be the type of detachment on a high level where a lot of people just don't believe in the process right now. At a moment where, again, I'm not saying that the government as a whole, I'm not saying that certainly the governor of Rhode Island is going to be the person that's going to right the ship for the entire country or at least our state. And I think that Governor McKee has executed a vision that is in many, many ways moving us towards some level of stabilization. But we get bogged down in talking about FBI investigations and, you know, backgrounds and and where, you know, one person's from versus another person. and, And you know what? That is not going to solve the problem of people Number one, believing in the institution itself and feeling like the institution has its has their back. I want to see it. I want to hear it in the upcoming debates. Who has your back in general? Who's the calming voice in a moment of a lot of uncertainty? Now, you guys probably know where I stand on issues. But a lot of people don't know where they stand on issues. And some of those people are going to vote. The latest poll, McKee has a 10-point lead over Kalis. But debates are a place where that, that lead can grow or it can be lost. And with a month to go, somebody needs to be the person that you can buy into that the average Joe and Mary public can look to and say, Hey, you know what? I trust their vision. Never mind 
anything else. I trust their vision for the state of Rhode Island and where we're going. I think that opportunity was missed tonight by both campaigns to try to assert that. Now, again, the governor's on the defensive. He's up against Ashley Kalis. I think to a certain extent, uh, he, you know, he's a little bit up against the, the format as well. I think Tim and Ted did a good job. But let's not, let's be honest about it. There are also people who have been on the front lines of the ILO investigation and the Anthony Silva investigation. It's not exactly friendly territory for Governor McKee. Again, I think they did a good job of maintaining neutrality and delivering a a debate performance night. I think they should call him Governor McKee, not Mr. McKee. But I don't know, maybe I'm missing something. Now, they're going to go and debate again on Thursday. And they're going to have Paul Rihanna and Zach, whatever his name is, and Eliza Gizzarelli in the thick of it. You know, and hey, look, you never know. I don't want to be rude either. So, I, you know, third party, you know, fringe candidates can bring a lot to the table. You know, they can. But I don't expect that to be the place where anybody comes out as the voice of reason for the future of Rhode Island. That's something that Kalis and McKee each just want to get in and out of without losing any ground. But when they debate with me, hopefully, we get that scheduled soon, and when they debate with Valicente over on Channel 10, I don't want to waste time on nonsense. Who's got the vision? Who's going to execute it? And who's going to be the person that you believe in? We're at that kind of moment. It's not as dramatic as 9-11 or horrific as 9-11 or horrific as the great, you know, the 2008 financial collapse or COVID-19. But you add everything up right now, it's a serious moment. Who's going to take the reins? Who's going to navigate the ship? And I'm not talking about people who have the understanding of what's going to happen here in terms of left-right political ideology. That's These debates aren't, you're not going to suddenly switch because, you know, hey, I heard something that uh, Kayla said and, you know, typically I describe myself as a, as a you know, a, 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 a liberal, but, you know, I, I like Kayla's approach on X, Y, and Z, so I'm going to flip to Republican. Maybe seven people will do that and vice versa. I'm talking about the rest of the audience, the rest of the state that doesn't follow politics, that may not even understand their ideological spectrum positioning. They're looking for a leader. All right, I'm going to be back later this week. It is release week for me on the music side. I've got a new album coming out, a record release show coming up on Friday night. I'll have a podcast that I'm going to do kind of talking about the album. And I'll probably jump on Thursday after the forum with the five candidates for governor. And like I said, I, I thought I was going to come on here tonight and, and talk, hey, who, who won the issue on housing? Who won the issue on, you know, whatever? <laughs> but I just didn't feel like either of them won the issue on connecting to the undecided, unknown voter. And that's what these debates need to be about. 
This episode is brought to you by the University of Rhode Island Online, Commonwealth Care Alliance, Rhode Island, and Pure Vita Labs. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you later this week. Have a great night. With the increasing legalization of cannabis across the country, including most recently Rhode Island, the cannabis industry is growing at a rapidly accelerating pace. If you are already in the industry or wondering what is the best path to break into the cannabis field, well, the University of Rhode Island has a program to help educate you in the evolving space. Fully accredited by URI's College of Pharmacy, the online certificate program covers topics related to product development, chemical analysis and testing, and patient and customer therapeutics. The next application deadline for the spring 2023 session is November 29th, and courses start January 10th. Join them at two upcoming info sessions and learn more at uri.edu slash online slash cannabis or give them a call at 401-874-5280.